Hello, one and all, welcome back to the Alternate Viewpoint Podcast. Today, we're going to be touching upon some actually picked out news that I picked out of. I'm not going to be doing the suggested this week because I just didn't do it. But promise we will be doing it next week. Make sure we're going to do that. We're going to be talking about a little bit about Justin Trudeau's recent statements. We're talking about um, a condominium, colla- condominium collapse uh, a few, five, almost a week ago now. Uh, we're going to talk about India and Chinese relations. They have soured, to say the least. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, Kevin McCarthy uh, I, I, and um, a little bit about Fox and CNN. Not, not much to touch up on. Um, to start off, what we're going to be talking about is Justin Trudeau. Basically, he came out and made a statement uh, that Pope Francis should apologize on Canadian soil for the church's role in the residential schools. Um, this is, of course, after the uh, unmarked graves were discovered uh, out in BC. 751 unmarked graves were found. Basically, the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, he came out and declared that the Pope Francis, um, the head of the Catholic Church, should come out, represent all Catholics and the Church, and apologize on behalf of the Church on Canadian soil, because he believed that would mean a lot, especially after the seven, the, the unmarked graves that have been found. Um, again, this has been found on the in, in the Saskatchewan, on the formal Marieville Residential School. Uh, it, the province borders Montana and North Dakota. Um, here we add, Trudeau actually said uh, to a reporter, I've spoken personally, directly, with His Holiness Pope Francis to press upon him on how important it is, not just that he makes an apology, but that he makes an apology to Indigenous Canadians on Canadian soil. Um, now, of course, n- not all religious authorities will speak for the entire church however it is known that many came out and believe and in defiance and said that trudeau overstepped here i don't understand what they're talking about because if anyone has a massive role to play in these it was definitely the church the fact that they have yet to apologize is baffling uh the, uh, he also added that, I know the Catholic Church leadership is looking and very actively engaged in what next steps can be taken. Um, you know, he, he also stated, we cannot affirm that they're all children. This is not a mass grave site. These are unmarked graves. So the ter- term thrown around of a mass grave is technically incorrect. However, I can see the use and it's not that big of an issue. Because, um, well... You're discussing 751 corpses found. <laughs> How you address it is not usually the largest issue here. Uh, again, this has just been slowly unraveling. Weeks ago, they found 215. And just throughout the weeks, they were finding more and more sites. Uh, which is just extremely, extremely unnerving. And as a Canadian, it's quite upsetting. Because uh, I, 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 I see myself as a very patriotic person. I, I like the country I'm born in, and I respect it. However, this is a, no, no one's perfect, of course, but this is no excuse. It is, it's a, it's a, it's a dark, dark mark on uh, this country. Um, the Vatican, of course, has yet to address anything. Yeah, 
he did. Pope Francis stopped short. He, like he didn't apologize, but he did reconcile after the de- discovery of the two hundred fifteen graves this month, earlier this month, which is you know it's just it's a sad it's sad discovery and a sad response. If you want my take, I don't believe. I I do believe that the church will be coming out with a statement. I don't believe it will be a full apology. It will be, if I had to make a guess, it will be along the lines of, like, um, we're sorry this happened, but they won't take any blame. They'll they'll just say they're very upset about it and that it, it's a difficult time. Like, something along the lines of that. Nothing to, uh, uh, to take the blame. Because they usually, they have a habit of just ignoring this issue in particular. Um, because if you aren't aware, you can listen to the last episode long as I went more into depth with this. However, just for those who are not from episode four, uh, what the residential schools were, they ran from 1831 to 1996. Basically, the church came in with the Canadian government and said, hey, you know, uh, there are a bunch of indigenous people here. Um, wouldn't it be nice if they could... Again, quote-unquote, like, not actually a quote-unquote, not my words, but it's also not theirs, I'm paraphrasing here. Wasn't it, wouldn't it be nice if they could function within Canadian society? Then you have a bunch of more manpower. Now, the thing with countries, they, I, if there's a country that's going to say no to more working, more people working in their country, like, that's just more money. Like, of course, they're going to say yes to that. But again, you know. I don't believe the government was first aware of what was going on. However, they also weren't on their toes to get it to stop. Uh, so these schools, they were run by the priest and nuns and the church. Uh, a lot of abuse happened. A lot, of, like Again, I made this statement last episode too. You put a bunch of priests in a room with unsupervised children, you know, it's not going to end up too well historically. Uh, of course, it, again, this is no joke. It's a very, very horrible situation. Um, again, all these schools were run by Catholics, and but was technically ran on behalf of the Canadian government. The government was only involved on behalf, right? So, yeah, like I said, Vatican has yet to address the latest findings or really anything. The Canadian government, of course, has apologized under the Harper administration. Stephen Harper came out and stated a national apology for the situation, uh, which is which was good to see. Of course, uh, it's a it's a step in the right direction, um, and of course now people are pushing for a cancellation of the of Canada. And I know most of my viewers are American, so for those who aren't aware, it's our Fourth of July. Um, it happens on June 1st, a few days before uh, you guys down there, down south. Now, of course, uh, we're going to be moving on real quickly to the condominium catastrophe. Um, of course, a few days ago, about a, almost a week now, five days ago, I believe, a condominium collapsed, 12 stories tall, collapsed. Um at 1.30 a.m. local time in Florida. I, uh, it, 10 people are confirmed dead, 
and more than 150 are con are still missing. Of course, there are first responders on the site. Um, first responders uh, on, on the night of the thing were running in trying to trying to help these people and without even not without knowledge of if it was going to collapse again or whatnot and it was just it was it's a very sad thing to see a lot of families are around a lot of people just really hoping for a breakthrough the rescuers are uh searching for a fifth day it's the fifth day for survivors authorities said that the efforts are still search and rescue operation but no one has been found alive since hours after the collapse on Thursday. Ten people have been confirmed dead, and more than 150 are still missing just outside of Miami. It's uh, The community, I believe, is called Surfside. Uh, it, it was described as a pancake collapse of the 12-story building. It's, every time there's an action, there's a reaction. Um, the chief the fire chief said uh, during a news conference. It's just a really upsetting thing. Yeah, just upsetting news all around. Um, but, unfortunately, it's not going to get better because uh, something surfaced recently where there was a report on the condo way back as 2018 on the status of the condominium. And the report basically... Uh, said there was major damage on the condo's basically support um the uh yeah the report was among a series of documents released by the city of surfside as rescuers continued to dig saturday through the rubble in an effort to find any of the um, 159 people who remain unaccounted for while the engineering report from the firm of Marineville Consultants did not warn of, a minute, of imminent danger from the damage, it's unclear if any of the damage observed was responsible for the actual collapse. It did note that it needed extensive and costly repairs to fix the systemic issues with the uh, towers of the condominium, which is... Yeah, it was a failed waterproofing causing major structural damage to the concrete structural slab below these areas. Failure to replace the waterproofing in the near future will cause an extent of the concrete deterioration and expand exponentially. It's just negligence and um, it, it could have been, there's a chance this all could have been avoided. It's just very unfortunate. And, uh, in fact, there are actually four Canadians, I believe, in the act in what that were in this condominium during the collapse. Again, happened at one thirty a.m. Uh, in the local time, of course, and so it, it was, and it was very spontaneous. It was a very quick, very just no chance. It was extremely, extremely upsetting to see. Now, moving on to something a little more. Uh, um, well, threatening, really. India has moved 50,000 troops to the border with China and has assumed an offensive military position. It redeployed massive amounts of troops to the Chinese border. Um, 
it's a historic shift, right? Um, because not this biggest stance of actual force has, to my knowledge, is new to this now second largest economy, China, of course. And yeah, they, India and China has battled in the Himalayas, I believe back in 1962. Um, this goes to no surprise. China has basically fought with every single one of their neighbors. That's the CCC. That's the CCP for you. Xi Jinping is a, is a quite funny lad. Uh, but yeah, uh, India's strategic focus, again, no shock to anyone, has been against Pakistan. Like, literally ever since the British left the subcontinent. Like, they're basically, like, long-time rivals. Uh... That the threat, they've been fighting three wars now over the disputed region of Kashmir. Yet, since the deadliest India-China fighting in decades last year, Prime Minister of India has sought to ease tension uh, and concentrate uh, with Pakistan and concentrate primarily on fighting China. So this is like uh, like some cartoon where like these two my, these two guys this this like movie or cartoon or some story like storyline two guys fighting thinking they're worst enemies they've been fighting all along but then they kind of turn back to see that this one guy was really in control and so they do this handshake they shake hands they they look into each other's eyes and they turn like a power stance to face the big bad one that's been running everything from the get go. This is basically what's happened. Pakistan and India, now they've been butting heads constantly. And it turns out, whoa, oh, look, you know what? who's invaded both of us? China. And so they just kind of turn, face their attention over there. Which is, I don't know, I think it's kind of funny. And uh, yeah, uh, over the past few months, India has been moving troops, fighter squadrons to three districts, uh, distinct areas along the borders. It's bordered with China. According to the four uh, familiar with the matter, all in all, India has now roughly 200,000 troops focused on the border. Two of them, which is, uh, again, two of the people who reported this said this is an increase of more than 40% from last year, which is just phenomenal. It's an incredible amount of military forces lined up in the massive shift, it's, you know, it's spooky. Because you know that, well, all Xi Jinping ain't going to take too kindly to that. He doesn't usually. Um, yes, they, it, it has been reported that the People's Republic of China have moved a significant amount of troops over. However, no f finite numbers were actually released. Surprise, surprise. Um... India, but yes, India has detected that the People's Liberation Army recently moved additional forces from Tibet to Xinjiang Military Command, which is responsible for patrolling the uh, Himalayas, which is the district, which is like the disputed area uh, between India and China. The reason why China has a habit of just attacking its neighbors is because. Um, during the uh, during World War Two, the Japanese were invading um, China, 
the actual like Nationalist Republic of China, and China itself was fighting its own little mini civil war with the communists. Um, but then they all they did the same thing India and Pakistan did. They kind of like shook hands, saying like, "Nah, this is the bigger deal," and they turned to face the Japanese. Eventually, uh, the Nationalist Republic of China was kind of noticing. Hmm, I wonder why my guns are go- like I. We're shipping guns from our factories to our front lines, but only like 50% of them make it. How weird is that, right? Well, as soon as the Nationalist Republic kicked Japan off the mainland in Asia, they're like, ah, yes, we finally get to relax. Hey, Mao Zedong, leader of the Chinese People's Republic. Why do you have all of my missing guns? And then the revolution started. So everyone looks at this guy as like he's a hero, whatever. Like, oh, what a hero. He stole guns from people defending all of Asia from the Japanese and then stabbed them in the back once they did the work for them. Oof, what a hero. Let's put him on some posters. Anyway. But basically, when this revolution happened, all the other countries were kind of like, hee hee hee, nice territory there for a collapsed country. Collapsed country. And China may have been like, no, I want your stuff, because technically we were supposed to own this, but we had a revolution. Basically, it, it you're not going to win either way. That's hence why it's disputed. China believes that it's their territory that they lost unfairly, uh, or that should be in their hands, and the countries in question that are fighting or disputing for this territory believe that it has always been theirs, and it's just an unfair claim of their territory. Again, the same with this um, hero kind of business with like so many other people. Like, um, uh, I'm going to use another um, communist revolutionary here because it's the one I can think about right now. But uh, Castro, Fidel, not Fidel Castro. Um, his right-hand man, the uh, uh, Che Guevara, everyone calls him like a hero, right? He's a guerrilla hero, you know. Like, yeah, he's been a he was a great commander. He was a great like strategist, and he was a great guerrilla fighter. And he didn't give up until he was shot. But he wasn't like this. He wasn't God's gift to Cuba. He still went around the island with a gun, hunting homosexuals and killing them. Like, he's not, like, this great divine person. Uh, people, I've heard someone use the expression, like, oh, it was common at the time, okay? <laughs> Name one other person who did this that we celebrate in this way? Like, no. No, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make much sense. These heroes that people are depicting, like, just weren't heroes? And, again, I'm going to use another communist here. Um, uh... <laughs> I've heard people talk like talk about like Joseph Stalin. Like, imagine, imagine for a minute, you've got all these people boasting about like Stalin, and how like great he was today, and then you've got like generations, eighty million people just kind of staring from the past, kind of just watching this happen. Just like, mm, all right, it's not like I died from this guy or whatnot. Anyway, it it just. I, I hate to inform any uh, sympathizers here with the communists that there is a very, very odd following. Whenever a, a a communist power takes over, something usually follows. 
whether that be war, famine, or just mass, quote-unquote, disappearances. Like, let's take it Mao Zedong, for example, in China. He is the one person I know to have lost a war against sparrows, a bird, with 80 million human civilian casualties. Yeah, you heard that right. Let that sink in just for a minute. This man declared war against a species of bird and suffered 80 million casualties. Everyone gives crap for Australia because they lost against emus. All they did was waste ammo. Um, and, and anyone wondering why this happened? Um, put simply, they wanted to increase grain production. They noticed that sparrows ate grain, so they went on a killing spree with sparrows. Turns out sparrows also ate locusts, and then the locusts ate all the grain. And uh, 80 million people starved to death. Yeah. Um, again, these countries are, are especially like, China just has a habit of claiming territory and trying their damnness to take it. And if they don't get it, then they'll just make that country's life hell. Like, look at Taiwan. They're still, like, getting the short end of the stick, even though they're not really associated with the CCCP. Like, uh, people, like, influencers on the internet, like, um, uh, like streamers and YouTubers, all that. This one, I know this one case, this one uh, person on the internet basically made a poll not not a poll. Looked at their viewer base, uh, using a third party app, and it said that a small percentage of their viewer, but most of it comes from China, right, and the Chinese area in Asia. But she also said that, like, she just called it like, okay, like seventy percent of my viewers come from China, thirteen percent come from Taiwan, uh, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But did you catch that? The streamer said the word Taiwan. That got her arrested. She woke up the next morning with the People's Liberation Army knocking on her door. I just... Alright. Just the stuff boggles the mind, doesn't it? Anyway, I'm going to move on before I spend way, way, way too much time on this one. Um... But, yeah, it's just mind-boggling stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about Kevin McCarthy. He calls for the declassification of the origins of COVID-19 with the quote, let the entire world know. Yeah, it's a quite an eye-catching title, don't you think? Of course, this comes from Fox News, so everyone just, just know that. Um... The House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, uh, called for the declassification of the House Intelligence Committee's investigation into the origins of COVID-19 during an appearance on the Sunday Night America. No, as the title may, might make you believe, no, they're not hiding anything. But they're searching for where it originated from, or like, exactly. And... During the search, it's marked as classified. So he's basically going like, "Hey, I know you haven't found anything, hence why it's not public to the public to the like, it's not information that's available to the public yet." 
because if you give them something that's not confirmed, it, it's confirmed in the eyes of the public. Of the public, if I, if if they went out and said, "Hey, look, we're kind of," it kind of looks like it actually came from India. No, it's it it came from India in the eyes of the public. So I understand the classification. Uh, he goes and I was like, "Think you had to pay for this?" McCarthy told uh, Trey Gowdy. Three million and eight hundred thousand people have lost their lives because China led to the world. Uh, okay, six hundred thousand of those three point eight million are Americans, and for so long, with social media denying our ability to even talk about it, where it came from, or having from Wuhan and others, like. The first thing we should do is to classify the intelligence, and that would show us it came from Wuhan. Okay, we know it came from Wuhan, or that's the accepted theory. I, I don't think anyone's doubting it. Oh, actually, I take that back. A thousand percent people are doubting it came from Wuhan. People believe it came from a lab. Some people think that it's like, honestly, God's judgment that's fallen upon Earth. Like, don't, don't underestimate the stupidity of the common man. No matter how dumb or how just irrational it is, it's still a person, and those people are usually very vocal. Uh, but yeah, uh, next, the lawmakers suggested that Biden should limit the number of visas coming from China into the states. I'm pretty sure, sh- I, I, like, I don't know. I, why not just do that for everyone? Why not? Also, people are also giving Biden crap for kind of agreeing with Trudeau that the Canada-U.S. border should stay shut. I know Trump kept trying to open it and whatever, and Canada just kept saying no. I'm fine with it being shut. I know there are some downsides to that, but think of the upsides. Just think. For those who aren't aware, um... The majority of Americans don't wear masks, let alone, like, yes, a lot of them have received their first dose. However, the feeling towards masks and COVID as a whole down south, no offense to most to Americans who do believe in this, or who don't, sorry, believe in this kind of train of thought, and who actually, well, you know, wear masks, you know, uh, social distance, you know, the, the whole shebang, apologies, for guilty, for making you feel guilty of association, <laughs> um, but the the sentiment usually is no, <laughs> just just no. Hence why the border is shut, and hence why I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, but basically, McCarthy's McCarthy also said that the U.S. should halt all funds directed towards the World Health Organization. Huh. Why? Like, I mean, some of this I could understand. Like, some of it I can kind of, like, see where they might be coming from. Like, having the information classified right off the bat, I can see that you might not recognize, like, how, like, close to the heart that people will take any drop of information they get. You know, I I understand that. And, you know, let the entire world know. Yeah, sure, that's a good thing. They will eventually, I have no doubt. Um, you know. But why remove funds from the World Health Organization? 
he he also like he followed it up with saying one of the first things President Biden did was said more than two and f- more than two and forty million dollars. What? Why does that? That just makes no sense. Okay, well, apparently this is a direct quote on Fox News that, um, I might just be stupid here, but, alright, we're going to be going through it anyway, pretend like nothing happened. One of the first things President Biden did was said more than two and forty million with no strings attached. We cannot get into the origin of this by listening to China or the World Health Organization. Huh? Why are you throwing... Okay, you know, I don't understand why he's throwing the World Health Organization in there. Uh, we're just not going to address that further because it's kind of hurting my brain. Anyway, but speaking of Fox News, we're going to be talking about... I'm pretty sure I brushed up on this recently, but I'm going to say it again because it is hilarious. Follow on Twitter or Instagram or whatever you use. Just keep up to date with Fox News and CNN. Very two different trains of thought. Like, and CNN, it's basically in the job description that you be a Democrat and vice versa for Fox News. Um, Fox News happens to get, like, the worst of the rap from my area because most people and most places I get my information from happen to be on the side of Democrats. Um, so, and, and I know for a fact CNN gets some bad rap too for being like just liberal, um, communist, just, uh, and yeah, most Americans will refer to things they don't like as communist. Like I saw on Fox News, someone referred to Canada as communist. What? How? I, Canada released Bill C-10, like, the other day. Um, I just... And for those who aren't in the know, um, especially my main viewer base, because you were down in the States. Bill C-10 was a, uh, basically a thing that was released to protect Canadian artists and, uh, online, like, um, creators against streaming platforms and giants and global streaming giants. Uh, and some people are saying, like, oh, it can, it can curtail freedom of speech or limit access to some websites. Uh, okay, who cares? It, it, it's not their stuff to boast about. As long as it's, like, genuinely, like... Uh, concern, like if it's like someone, like, oh, I said the, I said the word the, and they copied me. Like, can I have that removed? Like, okay, like let's keep it rational. But I, it like this is the most capitalistic thing, like you can do. I made this go away. It's mine. You can't use it. You want to use it? Pay for it. Like that's capitalistic. That's not communist. And again, um, this all. This all boils down to the fact that the U.S. Um, during the Cold War became very accustomed to using the word communist. It basically became a buzzword thrown around to kind of insult someone. Uh, like, like, oh, I hate Hollywood. They're communist. Like, uh, like, uh, like, 
sorry, I'm just struggling to think of an example right off the top of my tongue, but like <laughs> my neighbor's dog came on and just kind of let him go on the on my lawn and he just he just ha he just went at it. Communist. Like again, th that definitely had something to play with it. But now it really stems down to the fact that um I just don't believe the majority or a significantly louder minority understands what communism is. Because it seems that they refer to an increase in tax communist. I, I for one, I, I'm for taxes. I love, uh, again, I don't pay many, mind you, but I, I don't see, I, I understand that it sucks to have your money taken from you, but I'd, I'd be happy paying a significant portion of my um, income to, uh, for someone who will need it, and I might use it eventually as well. Like, I, 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 I enjoy the comfort of not having to pay for my medical bills. I, that's a that's a great thing. Again, that taxes also go to many other things than medical um, bills, medical uh, assets. But you know, it, that's a big one right there. But uh, it goes to like cities, municipalities, uh, federals, uh, federal, provincial, you, you name it. I, I just I think it's a good thing. Uh, and yeah, of course, just it's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, that's going to be it for me this week on the Ultimate Viewpoint. And I'd like to actually just rush up on a few things before we head out. Uh, I have a Twitter now because a lot of people wanted me to get one. So you can drop by and follow it. It's capital T, the capital A, alt, capital V, viewpoint, all one word. Uh, again, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'll be hosting my pick your own kind of pick uh, suggesting your own topics. Uh, I'll be doing that this week for sure because it's a lot of fun and it makes it so that I have less work because I don't even have to go through and find the news articles I want. Um, and yeah, that's gonna be it for me this week. I'll see you all next week, and f because I won't see you until the Monday. Have a happy Canada Day, and I believe, yep, and 4th of July, because most of my viewers are American. That's going to be it for me, so have a good rest of your day, and I'll see you next week.